I think a lot of times women realize how personal their nutrition and their exercise and their health is. I think that's the number one takeaway is they're like, oh, wow, like what spiked someone else doesn't, you know, doesn't spike me. And I need to figure out what's the best thing for me personally. And so again, it does go back to the nutritionist that you you do get one month of uh, complimentary nutrition support with us. And so you get that professional that's there to help, you know, decipher some of the data, but also push you, you know, to make a couple changes and to see what, what works best with you. So I think that's really the biggest takeaway is that it is so specific to who you are, whether it's foods, but it's also like body composition. It's amount of movement during the day. You know, it's just, we all are dealing with so many different things. It's not a one size fits all. Welcome to the Menopause Mastery Podcast, a show for women just like you who are ready for more health, vitality, passion, living life with a purpose. I created this show because I knew that women just like me in this second season of life, the season of menopause, are really tapping into their deepest desires. And we're ready to harness our physical and mental health and explore what our true passions are and peel back the layers to uncover exactly what we want out of life. I'm your host, Betty Murray, part geek, part magician, and your new medical bestie with a dash of sass. I love taking the complex science and making it easier to integrate into daily life. So let's join the journey to make this season the best ever. Welcome back to Menopause Mastery. So today I am going into a little deeper dive about blood sugar, what you need to know, and specifically how to utilize things like CGMs to get a little deeper dive. Today I'm speaking with Catherine, and Catherine is a registered dietitian nutritionist who works as the nutrition manager at NutriSense, one of the health tech startups that helps people reach their nutritional potential using CGM. Catherine has counseled thousands of clients on their glucose scores, reviewing over 750,000 hours of glucose data and recorded meals in the process while recommending nutritional adjustments to improve metabolic health. She holds a master in nutrition education from Columbia University and completed her undergrad work at the University of Pennsylvania. And Catherine enjoys cooking, spending time with her three little ones and traveling and, of course, being active. And Catherine's nutritional and lifestyle philosophy is that you're never too old to make changes in your life to better your mind mind, body, and well-being. And I really loved this conversation with Catherine Staffieri because she has such a wealth of knowledge about the CGM data and how to really apply it, but also how to apply it in a way that's not telling somebody to just, hey, you can't do this anymore. Don't eat that. You know, it, her, her recommendations are very solid. So some of the things that we talked about in the program is what data does CGM really help you extrapolate from, particularly how NutriSense is able to help you sort of take that long-term data and figure out how to make lifestyle changes. But then also because NutriSense has a personalized component where you can speak to a nutritionist if you're not working with somebody like myself or people, NutriSense has nutritionists on program with you for that first month to help you interpret the data. Because I think that's the important part. It's the interpretation of how to use this data about what your blood sugar is doing, when's it doing it, and how's it doing it. That becomes really valuable. And sometimes if you don't have that expert in your back pocket, it, you may not know what to do with what you get. So this conversation is in-depth about some of the nuances of glucose monitoring and how to really understand how to use that data and how particularly Catherine has been using it with the clients at NutriSense. All right, Catherine, I'm looking forward to this conversation because I talk a lot about metabolic fitness and, and really knowing your blood sugar, but I really would love 
love for you to kind of into this world. I think it's so interesting to find out how we end up where we are today. Totally. I'd be happy to share. My story's a little bit different. So I'm a registered dietitian working at NutriSense right now. And this is actually a second career for me. So I used to work in finance. I have a background in math and economics and really had no intention of going into anything in the health and wellness space. So I was working, you know, working long, long hours and doing a lot of, you know, things in pantsuits and stuff. And I really was like, I hope I'm not doing this in 20 years, you know, like just sort of knowing that it was interesting and kind of, you know, exciting a little bit, but that was not where I wanted to see myself. So I was uh, lucky enough to have the opportunity to go back to school in my late 20s, early 30s. And I got my degree in nutrition education at Columbia and then passed my, you know, did my internship, passed the exam and kind of wore many different hats. Dietitians, nutritionists, we wear many hats. You want to talk sports, you want to talk kids, you want to talk like, you know, women's health. Like we sort of, we like to be jack of all trades. So I worked locally in hospitals. I had a private practice. And then sort of as we were coming out of the pandemic, I discovered NutriSense, which is this really incredible community, you know, tech startup really based on health and wellness and preventative health and wellness. And that's really, you know, when you are working in a clinical setting, you see people at the end of their sort of post-diagnosis, end of the journey, trying to make changes to get back some time. And so I thought it'd be, why not work to prevent people from getting there, right? That's really where we should be focusing our energy. And luckily, there are so many amazing podcasts out there now like yours that are helping women and men, you know, take charge of their health before things go too far down the line. Absolutely. You know, it's, you know, as as somebody who had multiple careers, so this would be my third, you know, over 20 years ago, because I'm enough to be your mom probably. Yeah. But the, but the truth is, is that, you know, I think sometimes when we've had these circuitous career routes, we, because we, everything we experience, regardless of whether it's a career route or whatever we do as people, we bring all that information forward. You know, it's kind of like we've got a backpack and we keep stuff in the backpack with the quality of things that we've learned over time. And sometimes we are very good at what we do if we've had multiple careers and multiple experiences because we bring all those tools. So some, so I would say it's great that you went back and came into this world. Totally. I, it, it is funny how things that you think did not apply all of a sudden can apply to something in a really different, you know, phase of your life. So, you know, just grateful for all the experiences I've had, all the people I've met, all the mentors I've had, all the women that I've worked for that have just been, you know, wonderful role models. I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way too along the trajectory of your career. Absolutely. You know, and I think the most frustrating thing when I came out of school with my nutrition master's was that there was no application of nutrition dietetics or any of that stuff in the preventative realm in our current medical system. It is always an afterthought after diagnosis, which means somebody is so far down that road, it now takes heroic steps. And it's always this, well, you get one visit. You get to, to talk about, you need 15 minutes to rearrange the most important thing you do every day, which is the food you eat. And it's, and I, I mean, I applaud you for having spent some time in the traditional world because I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> so, you know, you've seen, you've seen where we fail, right? Where Western medicine has really failed our population. So so now we're on to prevention. So so tell my listeners, you know, let's talk a little bit about blood sugar and what people may understand or not understand about blood sugar. Because I think there's a lot of misconceptions. Sure, absolutely. So first, let's just talk about what is blood sugar, because I think sometimes people, they even equate, they think insulin is the same thing as blood sugar. And what is insulin? Am I eating insulin? Like, you know, what's going on and what's glucose versus carbohydrate versus all that stuff. So, so high level, we eat 
carbohydrates, right? That we have what are called three macronutrients that our body that we take into our body. We have fats, carbohydrates, and proteins. And so when we take in a carbohydrate, they can be complex and you know lots of different elements. But the body, as you take it into your body, it breaks it down into what I call the most simple kind of Lego building block, which is glucose. And then it gets you know sort of diffused into your bloodstream. And so that glucose molecule starts to float around in your bloodstream. And that's what we call blood sugar. That's the amount of glucose floating around in your bloodstream at any given time. And when your body senses like, oh, we got some carbohydrate coming in. Ooh, this is exciting. It produces a hormone called insulin. And our pancreas produces that hormone. And ideally, when everything's working great, we're in what's called you know, homeostasis, everything's working well, the amount of carbohydrate that we are taking in, the body senses that, produces an equal amount of, you know, equal-ish amount of insulin, if you will. And then the insulin acts like a key. We like to sort of call it like a locking key. The insulin acts like a key that unlocks the cells and allows the glucose to go into the cells to be used by the body, right? That's what everything's working great, right? You take in some carbohydrate, you break it down into glucose, goes into your bloodstream, the insulin comes out, opens the cell, the glucose goes in, we're off to the races, right? Everything's working great. Unfortunately, that breaks down sometimes, right? And over time, for many different reasons, that system doesn't work, right? Maybe the insulin, the key isn't unlocking the cells as much. Maybe we're taking in more glucose than we think we're taking in and the body's like, oh, can't produce enough insulin. Like, I mean, you know, there's there's lots of different things over time that can happen. So that's why it's really important to take a measure of how your body is doing in relation to the amount of carbohydrate that your body's taking in. Absolutely. You know, it's surprising how little people understand about their foods and the interaction and what really what really happens there. So that brings us to how do you know, right, what your blood sugar is doing? Because a lot of people, you know, let's say they get tired after lunch or they, you know, they get lightheaded or goofy or hangry. You know, the question is, what's really happening with your blood sugar? Why did it happen? Because you can't really always tell just by going on your symptoms, which brings us to why these things are so important. Yeah. So, you know, we get people that they say, well, I'm totally fine. I went and got my blood work done by my doctor at my annual physical and that's everything was fine and I'm like oh well that's good on Tuesday morning in January you looked great like okay you know that has no bearing on how you feel three hours later <laughs> that is no bearing on how you feel you know three weeks out of the month you know when your hormones are in check right so I think what is so fascinating about this technology the CGM the continuous glucose monitor the continuous is really our most you know impactful part of that statement is that you get to see trends over time. You get to see how your body is looking 24-7. And that's what I tell people. I, they're like, I don't understand. What is this thing? I compare it to like a window inside your body. Who wouldn't want a little window that's telling you exactly what's going on at any moment in the day, you know, all the different foods that you're eating, all the different exercise that you're doing, the stress that you're handling in your life, the sleep that you may or may not be getting. <laughs> this is a tool that allows you to see how your body is responding to all of these health factors on a continuous basis. And having 
having that kind of information is so powerful. We hope it's very motivating to everyone that's, you know, seeing this is that you, like we sort of say, you know, data over dogma, like this is your data. You can see how your body is is handling your life right now and you can make amazing changes to feel better. Right. And so I think it's really powerful for people to think like, oh, wow, I didn't know that oatmeal was really kind of causing my glucose to spike and then, you know, go back down or like, gosh, I guess I am having some low blood sugar moments every afternoon. Like I, I didn't really realize that or I had no idea stress was causing so much of a glucose spike in my, I didn't realize how much I'm physically responding to the stress in my life right now. And that's what this technology can help you do. Absolutely. You know, it's frustrating when people go to their traditional physician and they get handed some very contrite sort of shorthanded, oh, this is fine. You're perfect or whatever. And because I've I've worn a continuous glucose monitor off and on for four years, you know, and and early on it was like, okay, I'm going to take one for the team. I'm going to go eat some crap for a moment. You know, honestly, as a nutritionist, I'm like, okay, for those of you eating ice cream, here's here's what you're, this is probably what's going to happen to you. Because the thing is, it's an NM1, depending on your gut microbiome, depending on your genetics and your natural production of insulin and, and glucagon. And uh, there's a thousand other things, GLP-1. All of those things are going to influence how you respond to that food. So I did an Instagram after like one scoop of ice cream and my blood sugar shot to 300, right? Like my, aver my average glucose is under 110, right? It's just very, very tight. But I was like, okay, so if you're doing that four nights a week before bed and you can't figure out why you're not losing weight, even though calorically you're eating whatever that number is, this is a big problem because insulin's going to store it, right? And so it's so very important. You know, I hear a lot from my clients when they're we're talking about it. They're always like, oh, does it hurt? What's going to happen? You know, <laughs> you know, what do I do with it? <laughs> so tell them that too, because a lot of times something being injected into the arm, you know, kind of scares people. <laughs> totally. And I say, like, I get that. Even my husband's like, oh, I don't know if I want to put it on. I'm like, you're such a wimp. I also wear one pretty regularly. It feels like it, it, you don't even realize it. It's more the the fear of just sort of like pushing it. But it does, frankly, many people forget that it's even on because you wear it on the back of your arm. You can put a patch over it, you know, like a little bandage to cover it. And so many people knock it off by accident because they simply forget. They're putting on their sports bra, whatever it is, pop, off it comes. <laughs> it is so unobtrusive or, you know, you just forget that it's there. So it's really not painful. But to the second part of your question is what do you do with this data? And I think that's where, particularly NutriSense, but in general, a lot of a lot of the tracking and the data and the steps and like that's all interesting to reach your goal or to track your calories. But then what do you do with it, right? Where does this lead me to? Like, okay, so I have this spike at night. So what, right? So we are here as nutritionist dietitians to help guide you to make behavior changes based on the data, right? So we're not here to say you can never have ice cream again. We're here to say, okay, let's figure out the better way for you to have ice cream, right? Like, do we need to have it four times a week or could we have it maybe one time a week? And could we have it yes, in the afternoon, you know, when you have the opportunity to take a walk afterwards before you go to sleep, right? So we're here to help you take all of that data about your life and make your life better, like make you feel better, help you achieve your goals based on that data. And that's really, I think, the most powerful part of having 
a CGM on and having someone to guide you through that process. Yeah, because it's at the end of the day, it's about helping you make better decisions long term, right? And you know, even for the person, so what you said, I have to go back to the the, the sports bra. Absolutely, get the stickers that go over it because you will shoot that sucker across the room. I have done that so many times. I'm like, dang it, you know. So I wear the I wear the little band aid sort of thing that goes over it to sort of protect it because it doesn't hurt. It's more so that you just you got to pull your bra off and it's like. Boom. So you can't reuse them. Once it's in, it's in. So the other side of that, so going back to the technical side of that, you know, in a lot of cases, we may not get these wild blood sugar spikes. Like what I see, I see a lot is I, a lot of my clients in my clinic and online and my group programs and the ones I work with individually, they've been working really hard for a long time trying to eat cleaner, eat healthier. And what is interesting is I think it's equally as meaningful if it doesn't necessarily spike high, but, you know, let's say somebody's doing some extended fasting. They might be doing a 16-8 a couple days a week or whatever, but the fact that it may never come down from 100 either, right? Because that, especially in women over, especially over 50, statistically, we see changes in hormones like glucagon where the body's producing glucose. And I think it's even, you know, not that we have a ton of research around that, you know, as a, as a PhD researcher, I spend a lot of time in the data and we don't have a ton of that, but I still think that's meaningful. Do you guys see that a lot when somebody's really clean things up that they tend to hover at that, you know, higher level, which I think may indicate that the body's always on this sort of production chain? That is that's such a good point. And again, a lot of people say like, so my glucose looks great. Who cares? Right. Like I'm not spiking above 140 or, you know, whatever, 120, whatever ceiling that they want. They're like, so who cares what's going on? You're exactly right. When you look at that average number, when you look at that baseline number, if you're hovering higher consistently, it's that's absolutely something to work on. Right. Again, we we really have sort of tighter, stricter bands than you know, like your the, the general guidelines at your physician. And we like to see a fasting glucose between 70 and 90, you know, which again, most people are like, oh, as long as you're under 100 or, you know, you're fine, 105 or something. We really like to see it lower. And if we're seeing that at, in a fasting state, wherever you are, whether that's eight hours of fasting, 12 hours, you know, whatever you're doing, if you're not within that, we we can kind of unpack that, right? So we dig into sleep and we get dig into stress because both of those are going to just keep you hovering at a much higher level than you would be based on those other hormones that are going on in your body, right? Like you touched on. And a lot of it too is that cortisol stuff. If you are running yourself ragged, as many women are, <laughs> you know, and you are potentially over-exercising, you aren't nourishing your body in the correct way, your body's at a stress level that is not necessarily, you know, healthy for it. A little bit of stress is great. Like we like the stress of exercise. We like those kinds of stressful moments. But when you are consistently at a stressful state, that's when we really see that at a higher fasting level. The other thing that you spoke about is that like if you were to have a meal and your body can't quite recover back down. So we look at, you know, a lot of times people come to us and say, what's perfect glucose? Like what's, what, am I supposed to be flatline? We say, no, absolutely not. It's not about, a, we're not looking for a flatline glucose. We're looking for sort of you know, gentle ocean waves, right? We want you to rise up if you eat something. And then we want you to come back down to baseline within that two to three hour mark. If your body is not able to handle the glucose load coming in or whatever you you are eating, you will take much longer. It will be a longer recovery. It might take three or four hours to recover, particularly if you're eating late at night, these kinds of things. That's not healthy. That means that the glucose is sort of floating around in your system, looking for a place to go, looking for a place to go. No one's using me. Nothing's happening. That's when we see that, there, that there's something wrong here. And so, you know, there's a lot of different ways to, to work on that. But a lot of times as we're getting older, the stress is, is hitting us and then there's we see a, a slower recovery. And there are a couple different reasons why that might be. Yeah. And there's 
there's a huge impact of the changes, particularly of sex hormones in women, you know, with the GLUT4 transporter and other things where we just, we don't transport even once insulin's pushed it across the cell. We just don't transport as efficiently. And so we often see these, you know, may not see these wild swings, but we also don't see a dropping sort of recovery state either. And, you know, my experience has been it's almost always stress and sleep. I'm so glad you said that because I'm like, if we're not here exploring sleep, I think we're, we're missing a huge part of why you may be stuck or why you may be wanting to lose weight and not losing weight because it's it's a big part of it because it drives the stress chemistry all the time, all the time. What are some of the other things that you find with your clients that they have found really remarkable about wearing a CGM? Obviously tracking, kind of tracking the blood sugar and, and getting sort of that feedback. But what are what are some of the other things that they often say that's really advantageous? I think, you know, we talk to them a lot about sometimes women are under eating and they, they just aren't nourishing their bodies. And so, again, they've tracked their calories. They have diligently worked out. They have spent two hours on the elliptical like they have done everything. And then they realize it's not working. Right. And, and so, you know, we like to say, you know, just as you said, it's an N equals one. So they might be following someone or they read an article and they think that this is what they're supposed to be doing. Well, when they get that data, they're like, wait, oh, but my body is totally different from someone else's. My lifestyle is totally different. Like, I don't have time to work out at this time of the day. I have to do it now. How can I change this? Or I've been told fasting is amazing. Well, maybe, but maybe your fasting window needs to be a little bit different than someone else's, right? And I think a lot of times women realize how personal their nutrition and their exercise and their health is. I think that's the number one takeaway is they're like, oh, wow, like what spiked someone else doesn't, you know, doesn't spike me. And, and, I need to figure out what's the best thing for me personally. And so again, it does go back to the to the nutritionist that you you do get one month of uh, complimentary nutrition support with us. And so you get that professional that's there to help, you know, decipher some of the data but also push you, you know, to make a couple changes and to see what what works best with you. So I think that's really the biggest takeaway is that it is so specific to who you are, whether it's foods but it's also like body composition. It's amount of movement during the day. You know, it's just we all are dealing with so many different things. It's not a one size fits all. No, it's it's so true because at the end of the day, even somebody that has been, let's say, they never struggled with their weight, right? They never struggled with their weight. Maybe they experienced a little bit of weight gain going through menopause. Their body metabolically is completely different than someone who has yo-yoed quite a bit and maybe has been very overweight for a period of time metabolically, they're different, just flat out how their body handles things. And until you have that data following somebody there, and don't get me wrong, I have a lot of friends that have written a lot of books and really, really espouse great concepts, but you may be different than the person you're following because you have had other metabolic challenges they have not had, you know. And so I think the CGM is absolutely required, at least for a month, for somebody to go, okay, I need to understand what's happening in my body, how I eat, what's, you know, what things I might need to change. And I've even had people use a CGM for a month after an antibiotic because we know that the microbiome changes can radically change, you know, insulin signaling, glucose control, what you're, because basically what you eat is what your microbiome can, handles before you get it. And, you know, because I've had people that were on an antibiotic run and started gaining weight and they're like, I haven't changed anything. I was like, I'm sure you haven't. But even those scenarios, it's valuable because you might actually see that things significantly change because your microbiome has changed. Absolutely. And particularly with women in you know, the various phases of their cycle, we that's the other sort of point about the continuous nature of this is that it's not just that our lives are drastically different from like, you know, Tuesday to Tuesday, but just that like our internal hormone signaling is different 
week after week after week, right? And so it's really important to be able to see kind of those trends over time, like where are you in your cycle overlaid versus where are you in your data right now? And I also think the other really important part of this is that sometimes, you know, when you're either on a weight loss journey or you're just trying to discover what's going on inside your body, a lot of times you're kind of guessing and you don't really see anything, you know, any any consequences for your actions, right? You might track your calories, but you might not see any consequences for that. What we find is so impactful, particularly for women and so motivating and empowering, is that you can make little changes and all of a sudden see the effect of it, right? You can take a walk after you eat and literally see how that impacts your body. You can eat your dinner two hours earlier and literally see how that impacts your sleep overnight, you know? And I think that's really, it, that gets people going again. They're like, oh my gosh, like I'm seeing changes based on the things that I'm doing. You know, I'm seeing internal changes based on the external, you know, actions that I'm taking, which if you've been on and off, you know, whatever dieting loop you've been on, or, or if you're just really struggling to figure out what's going on in your body, it's so helpful to see stuff in real time. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, you know, kind of like getting in your car to drive somewhere and all you know is the end point, but no direction. <laughs> no, you know, no business would make business decisions without data. And so if you look at your body as a business and you're and you're the CEO of it, you need to have data in order to uh, understand and make better judgment calls and better choices. You know, and CGM is the best technology we have right now for that. My dream so my dream, which uh, probably along with every other, you know, science nerd on the planet is I'm really hoping one day for an insulin reader. That's my ultimate dream. Because I'm like, really what we want to know too, especially for the people that it doesn't seem to fluctuate wildly, I'm like, then we really need to see your insulin, you know? A hundred percent. And also if we could throw in some estrogen and progesterone in there, like... Yeah, I was like, we just need a hormone reader. (laughs) We need an in-your-arm hormone reader to put all those pieces together because at that point, if we had all of those sex hormones, the stress hormones, the metabolic hormones registered, you'd know everything you need to do. Like quite literally, there would be very little like left for discovery at that point. So, you know, there's any scientists listening out there that are in this world, that's what we want. Give us a call. We're, we're here. Yeah, give us a call. We're here. Yeah, we're here. So yeah, but until that, the CGM is the best choice that we've got to really, really get that data, to get that data. So tell everybody where we can look up NutriSense and how they can find out more and, and get a little more data about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I always tell people if you're unsure if this is, you know, the right the right kind of thing for you, or if you're just not totally sold on how this can apply to you in your life, we please go to our website. We have an amazing blog. We call it The Journal evidence-based articles, all written by dietitians, reviewed by dietitians. So definitely science nerd heavy stuff, but bite-sized, right? And it shows the application of what this data can do on all facets of health and well-being. So I very much encourage everyone to just go on our website. We also have a great ebook on weight loss plateaus and PCOS, two things that a lot of women are interested in. So you can download those as well for free. So please go and take a look at that. And then obviously we're on all the social media platforms. You can, you just say NutriSense three times. I'm sure your phone will start sending you ads for us. <laughs> but we're you know, on Instagram at NutriSense.io and you know TikTok and YouTube and all that. So Definitely check us out. You can see videos of people putting the sensor on and saying, oh, that didn't hurt. And people doing different food experiments and different exercise experiments and stuff like that. So you can 
get a sense of how this data can really be powerful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on Menopause Mastery. You know, it's it's so lovely meeting people that speak the same language and understand this world and are helping people every day. Thank you so much, Catherine. Thank you for having me and thank you for having this discussion. It's so important. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Welcome. And thank you for coming to Menopause Mastery. We welcome you and appreciate every single listener. If you loved this episode, please you know, give us a shout out. If you have a question you'd love to have me answer, please do that too. I read all the reviews. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Menopause Mastery Podcast. You are why I'm here and I am so very grateful. Hit subscribe so you don't miss any wisdom on creating the most exceptional life on our terms. If this episode has helped you in any way, please share it with a friend to spread the love and together we rise. You can follow me on social media at Betty Murray PhD and you can reach me online at bettymurray.com. 